0: Hello, this is Andy Cates. I'm a senior economist at Haver Analytics, and I'd like to welcome you to this latest edition of our weekly podcast. So the big issue of the week has clearly been the flare-up of geopolitical instability in Israel and Gaza. Financial markets have seen some big safe haven inflows into US treasuries, uh, and in consequence, a big retreat in yields. The release of the IMF's latest World Economic Outlook publication has also grabbed some of the headlines, though whether its staff additionally need to now re-examine that economic outlook in light of the instability in Israel remains to be seen. In our Charts of the Week publication, we we take a look at the IMF's forecasts and contrast these with the latest October blue-chip consensus, the forecasts from which were also released this week. The latter certainly carry an echo. Of the IMF's analysis, in as much as the US economic outlook was revised up again at the same time as the outlook for Europe and China was revised down. One of the key channels via which global growth could be dislodged as a result of a war in Israel and Gaza is, of course, the oil price. But while oil prices have spiked a little higher over the past two to three days, they've yet to claw back to the highs of late September. Uh, and prices, as, but prices nevertheless, are still some 20% or so higher than where they stood in mid-June. Uh, the consumer confidence has declined over the last three to four months in many major economies, as oil prices have climbed, is arguably no coincidence. Uh, another area to watch in light of the flare-up of instability uh, in the Middle East is capital flows. Uh, As the IMF's latest forecast suggests, China, Japan, the euro area, as well as several Middle Eastern economies, are running large current account surplus positions at present and are expected to continue to do so uh, in the immediate period ahead. Uh, And that contrasts with the United States, which is running a large current account deficit. Uh, This position potentially paves the way for capital flight from the US uh, and the repatriation of that capital to those countries that are running current account surpluses. If that process were to be disorderly, it could potentially trigger a more severe bout of global financial instability in the period ahead. Turning to the week ahead, where the focus on Israel and Gaza will likely remain intense. This podcast is being recorded on Thursday morning UK time, so the immediate data focus for the US... um, Uh, in the coming period will be on the September CPI data which are due later today. Next week though the focus will turn to the US numbers pertaining to retail sales, industrial production and the housing market. In Europe the spotlight will be on the UK with latest data for the labour market due next Tuesday uh, and the September CPI report due next Wednesday. As for Asia, um, the most important release of the week uh, will be China's Q3 GDP reading, also released on Wednesday, and clearly likely to be very closely scrutinised. Attention will also be paid to China's interest rate decisions next week, with medium-term lending facility rates to be decided on Monday and on loan prime rates a week on Friday. Elsewhere in the region, the central banks of South Korea and Indonesia will likely keep their interest rates unchanged next Thursday. With that said, there is a small chance that the Bank of Korea may opt to tighten policy just a little further, given a recent pick up in inflation. As for the news from Haver, note that we've added some new real estate data for Germany for 18 German cities to our German R database with a breakdown by apartments, condominiums and single-family houses. We've also added some more detailed population statistics for urban agglomerations with 300,000 inhabitants or more to our UN POP database. That's all from me today. Have a great weekend.